Deborah Wilson. Deborah Wilson, yeah, she was fantastic. She is absolutely hilarious. I think she's like, again, you know, I mean, it's just an issue, like in general, like you never. It feels like female comedians, like on comedy shows, never get as much of the push mm-hmm. as like male comedians do. You know what I'm saying? No, I was like, for what the sure. Fuck? Like. She was legitimately hilarious. Why did Deborah Wilson not have a fucking career? That's bullshit. Yeah, she had she had like the absolute range. Like she was doing everybody from like Lil Kim to like Tyra Banks. Exactly. She was good. And she was singing. She was rapping. Yes. She like could do all the energy. Like she was so fucking good. Like she was straight up the Eddie Murphy of that <laughs> goddamn group. You know they they wanted it. I think Aries Spears wanted to be that, but I don't think he. Uh, and he's good, you know. Aries no, Aries is, Aries is good, Aries is, but, is just... good, but he has he has a much limited range. But also, you know, it's like yeah. there isn't really that much for like fat black comedians only get to do a few things, and they do and they do them well. And like Kenan Thompson has been like holding it down for a long time, but it's usually him elevating yeah. the material than like the material inherently like being compelling. I mean, between Kenan and Kel, let's not act like. We don't know who we would rather have. What happened um, to I mean, look. We love him. I love you, Keenan, but you're the straight man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know. And when you, and the thing about it too, I remember I rewatched Keenan and Kel like fairly recently. And I was just like, mm, I don't know if this show holds up. But I will say both of them are very talented. You know, they, they were both doing what they had to do. But I definitely think that like they were a pairing. And it's just, um, it's interesting how their careers kind of, you know, split up in the end. But to me, I think, like, Kel was, like, the Jim Carrey, the the, mm-hmm. the Marlon Wayans, mm-hmm. you know, because he had that goofy energy to him, but yeah. he couldn't get in. Well, he was in Mystery Men. Which is a banger, and I remember, a great movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. I watched that so much. That was during the time when my mom worked in the movie theater mm-hmm. so I could get into the movies for free. Yeah. And, like, so, like, every time after, like, school and shit, you know, I, I would, uh, you know, ignore my homework and go watch fucking Mystery Men. Yeah, like, and I vividly remember it mostly because William H. Macy was married to Jennifer Lewis in that movie, which was such, mm-hmm. a, which was such mm-hmm. an interesting, because usually, like, you see some of these sort yeah, of relationships, it's not really like, oh, okay, like, this is cute, this is different. Yeah, a, a relationship <laughs> where, like, the fact that she's that race doesn't matter, yeah. Yeah, it was very much like, but she still got to have her moments. I remember there was one time where she was like, if anyone vomits in this pool, I'm divorcing you. Come on, kids! And I was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's Jennifer <laughs> Lewis. Like, uh, another person who, like, so, so talented, um, and has done a lot, but I don't even feel like, be- I feel like before Blackish, she was black famous. And like now she definitely has yeah. more like, you know, I would say she's much more of a household name, but she's amazing. I love her. Yes. So we just go. I know, right? It's like, all this mother shit right I know. now. We, just, we, we got too <laughs> black, too fast. We're like, we're I was like, oh, we're here for a purpose. <laughs> Shake your ass, but watch yourself. It's the Review a New Podcast <laughs> with your boy R.C., 
And joining me this week is Princess Weeks. Uh, Princess, let the lovely people know who you are and what you do and your socials and things of that nature. What's going on with you? What's up? Um, <laughs> that's terrible. But I, had, <laughs> but I had to. Nice reference. Nice reference. <laughs> oh, hi, I'm Princess Weeks. I am a writer at the Mary Sue, and I also co-host its list on PBS Storied. And I talk about pop culture, race, all the things that don't get you, you know, hate mail on the internet. So yeah, I'm really excited to come here and talk about Scary Movie 2, a movie that I watched way too young for the first time and have been watching ever since. As you do, yeah. as you do, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yes, I definitely remember when the first one came out and it was such like a, man, not gonna get to watch that because <laughs> freaking rated R. Right. <laughs> And then by the time the second one came out, there was so much hype around it. It was like, okay, I've got to watch this one. <laughs> and I think my uh, I think my mom rented it on the, that video on demand my, thing. My mom is the reason why I would... saw it too. She had she got it because she wanted to watch it. But I think I was. <laughs> but I think like she had to like watch it because I was in the room and she was like, all right, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you when to close your eyes. <laughs> yeah no yeah there was that too like the closing eyes during the you know shorty uh get with the ghost part you know stuff like that mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah it, it was like the video on demand thing where like the movie would play all day and you would just kind of like have to come in and watch it whenever you know i think i think that was when my mom worked for the cable company because we were able to get that service that day mm, okay yeah well, our family was, like, a huge fan of, like, the Waynes Brothers. Like, they were... Of course. You know, they were to comedy what, like, the Jacksons were to music mm -hmm. to us. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I used to watch, like, the Waynes like, Brothers shows all the time. It's like, they're brothers. Mm -hmm. In living color. <laughs> and then, yeah, the Waynes Brothers. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. And, and there was this great joke at the end of uh, the first movie that we talked about. Yes. Where it's like, yeah, uh, watching TV shows doesn't uh, cause murders. Canceling TV shows does. Ways Brothers was a good-ass show. <laughs> I remember hearing that for the first time and just like bursting out laughing. Because <laughs> it was like, that really was one of those shows me and my sisters love so much. But like, you wouldn't hear about that in the same way that you would hear about like Martin. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Or sure. living single. Yeah. You know, it was. It was, like, it was very. It really weird. was a gym though. Yeah, it was like yeah. it was like it's so funny because it, when you look at the cast of it, it was like all like black excellence. Oh, stars! Like yeah, you, know, you had the late John Witherspoon, Anna Marie Hochford. Mm -hmm. Like it was a really talented cast of people, and I'm just like I have no idea. Like maybe it's because it didn't go. Actually, I'm just looking at it now. It had five seasons. Yeah, that's weird that people don't talk about it that often. But it was, that was my, that was my boo. That was my thing. We're happy and we're yeah, singing nice. and we're colored. Oh my God. <laughs> Give me a high five. Give me a high five. <laughs> Dude, I love just the way they, <laughs> the way they like do music so much. Like, um, in the same way that in the, uh, I'm going to get you sucker was kind of like uh it, we we watched that movie mm. a couple of weeks ago where it was like uh hey we're playing uh um we're starting off playing the 70s music to you know 
uh, represent the black exploitation. But then since it's the eighties, you know, we're going to end it with like hip hop and, you know, BDP and shit. Right. And then in like the nineties, they kind of did the same thing with, you know, don't be a man South central. And, uh, they also did it on <laughs> the Wayne's brother show right. where it's like with the silly, happy, friendly, uh, seventies, you know, what's happening song, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, nah, fuck that. We're going to play some goddamn tribe called quest bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the nineties. Welcome to nineties blackness. <laughs> oh my gosh. Word. And every, I feel like all the shows of that era had a, had a theme song that was like, okay, we're going to be R and B, but then we're going to be hip hop. Like everything, um, Mm-hmm. Like I remember Sister Sister, like the later seasons where it was like before it was like Sister Sister, but then it was like wow 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 Sister Sister, <laughs> and I was just like, all well, right, y'all got a perm, so y'all is grown now. Well, I think that's funny because I, I looked it up, and In Living Color was actually the first TV show uh, to have like hip hop for the theme song mm. with uh, Heavy D song. It was actually like that show came out a little bit before uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air show. Mm, that's interesting. So I find that kind of incredible how like this show was like integral into into like introducing hip hop to the mainstream when you think about it, you know? Right. No, that's really interesting. But um back to scary movie let's too. Get, let's okay, get we keep going on black tangents. We're just like, oh man. <laughs> it, we, yeah, these black conversations, we gotta we gotta get these out of the way. <laughs> The first time I watched it, I definitely watched it with my mom, and I watched it really young because this came out in like 2001, and I was very young then. Um, I think I saw it a little bit after. I very much did not understand most of the jokes, but I remember knowing that mm-hmm. I found things funny. Um, I think the scenes that I remembered the most were like the like um the charlie's angel spoof because that was just like Mm -hmm. and because that was a big movie that was a big movie i understood the the imagery and i also like the the clown scene which which i did not remember what it looked like i don't i think i saw an edited version of it that didn't show that it was a penis (laughs) but i knew what that meant but i always loved the part where like um where they're at the school and they're like, and she steals the girl's jacket. But she's like, left, right, left, right, on. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, wasn't that supposed to be a parody of uh, Save the Last Dance or something like yes, that? Yes, yes, that, like, I'm going to teach you how to be cool. Like, she's like, don't sit like this. Sit like, yeah, at the, at the water fountain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So getting into the movie. Yeah. Just the... <laughs> The political humor that kind of, that, that they really hit you out of left field with. Oh my God. <laughs> like the very first thing you see is as it pans down for, uh, from the, the high school, uh, um, pl- you know, placard right. and thing and the, the high school statue of the Thomas Jefferson, Jefferson High with his, uh, you know. Right. <laughs> Once you go <laughs> black, and you can go children. Oh my god! I was like, "Oh my god!" And that the the funny thing is, is like that's so like such a history dig in such right. a way that it's just like you don't expect that from like a mainstream movie like this, you know? <laughs> and like, but getting that sort of historical comedic joke, like as a young kid, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, because yeah, yeah, they're not gonna tell you about that in history school, but uh, yeah, that's just kind of true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like we're gonna tell you this in the same movie where we have James Woods in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which apparently, originally, but, that was supposed to be Marlon Brando, but he had to leave because he was sick. And oh, wow. all I could think about, like, if they could have gotten Marlon Brando in Scary Movie 2. That would have been <laughs> fucking priceless. 
the the power that would have had. <laughs> Just to see the vomiting scene happen. <laughs> and the fact that he was willing to do it. I mean, I know that he, they said that he would have done anything right. at that part of his career, but still, <laughs> like him doing like a straight up Negro film, I was like, I would have been like, man, Marlon. I, I would have I been dying. <laughs> that would have been just really funny. And just that whole opening sequence, like, with mm. Natasha Lyonne, which is so weird seeing her in a... It's so weird because I didn't recognize that was her until I rewatched it. I was like, oh, that's Natasha Lyonne. Um, but uh, seeing that opening sequence and they're just l- playing Shake Your Ass on the... <laughs> On the piano. Yes. My mom loved that freaking sequence. <laughs> and then when she just starts peeing on the gore floor. <laughs> yeah, in fact, in fact, so I did a, a parody song of uh, Shake Your Ass. It was like a, a, the rap lips thing that I, that I did a little while ago. Mm-hmm. And like my mom actually was like into like video editing. So, she, you know, she wanted to do some editing stuff for me. And she edited in that part at the beginning the little now this is the real shit (laughs) (laughs) into the parody for the introduction like she just surprised me with that and i was like god damn it oh man that's so funny (laughs) oh i love the um the way they parody the the intro because when you watch the original exorcist scene Mm -hmm. like the preacher uh, uh, the priest gets out of the car and he doesn't tip the guy like he just kind of gets out and walks (laughs) off you know so like it actually doesn't make sense (laughs) so just the fact that they made fun of that little detail i was always kind of like oh that's great right the thing about these movies is that like it's it's so peak 2000s because there'll be moments of like honest mm-hmm. to goodness like huh that's interesting commentary on whatever but then it'll just be like <laughs> gross and like kind of rapey or and they'll just be like uh, yeah be like oh <laughs> right the 2000s yeah because <laughs> even uh, with the I, I, even I, with I, the exorcism start like because it's like the james Woods Priest is absolutely a pedophile. And it's just like, mm, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the whole yeah, joke. Because yeah. wasn't that the whole scandal at the time? Right, you know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I remember watching South Park episodes about that sort of thing, you know. Oh, 2000. This was pre-9-11. I was just like, I, I realized it the other day. I was like, oh, yeah, because it came out in July. Oh, oh, yeah. July 4th. Right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we were all still, uh, quote, unquote, innocent. Uh... Right. But, um, we had no idea how our culture was going to shift. I, I, I did think this was funny, though. Uh, when I watched the ads for it, there was uh, mm-hmm. one of the ads was like, you know, uh, we got to stop this ghost. And then, you know, Marlon's character says, hey, I got it. And then it cuts to the ghost in a hoodie getting smoked out with Marlon Wayans. And he's like holding this weed up to the camera. And I think that's funny because, like, in the first movie, like, there was a mm-hmm. joint in one of the scenes, but they edited it over with the Dorito chip. And I was like, what happened between oh this God. year and the next year? Where it was like, wait, is weed, like, okay to show on camera now, you know? They're, they're, they're like, if nothing happens, we're going to legalize weed this year. And then everything terrible happened. Yeah. Well, you, you know what it was? You know what it was? They were like, uh, oh, you know what? The first movie did good. So, okay, now you can, now you can do the weed joke, you know? Right. Yeah, and it's weird because this movie was distributed by Dimensions Films, which is part of Miramax. So it's like Harvey Weinstein's fingers are everywhere. And it's like, ugh, God. Yeah, so many, so many, oh my God, so many Kevin Smith movies. It's really sad. (laughs) 
it's 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 really upsetting. I mean, thankfully Kevin Smith has been one of the few to been like, all right, I'm not gonna like I'll use my royalties for good. But it's just like I was watching something and it's just like, oh, Miramax, and I was like, God damn it! Yeah, like actually, Kevin Smith, he was like, he was talking about how like. His, one of his movies, like Dogma, one of the movies that was really personal to him, got caught up in the whole, like, thing where it was like, hey, well, you have to go with his uh, thing or no. Uh, and he was just kind of like, you know what, I'm just going to relinquish it. And so, unfortunately, like, I think that movie's not released on digital. Like, it's not on Netflix or anything like that. Because mm. he was just kind of like, I don't want to deal with this whole, you know, debacle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Go, go, going back into it. <laughs> oh, yeah, there was another There was another thing I remember seeing that was never in the movie, but I always remember seeing in the ad. And mm. uh, it's the one scene where, and I swear it was Shorty, but I guess it was uh, Sean, uh, where Cindy bumps into uh, Sean, you know, and it's at the end of the trailer. Uh, and, mm-hmm. I mean, we know that Sean's died in the first one, and he goes like, hey, wait, what are you doing here? And John's like, it's the sequel, duh. <laughs> I remember that, yes. Yeah, oh like, my I God. remember that so succinctly, and I remember specifically not seeing that in the movie and being like, wait, are movies allowed to do that? that that's lying. Right? <laughs> it was very ahead of the game. I was just like, because I remember that was confusing. Like, cause I saw Scary Movie 1 way after I saw the second one. And, mm. um... I was just like, wait, they all died, but then they come back? I, I, was, I still wasn't. I was like, oh, I guess it's just not. This is like a different kind of sequel. <laughs> the concept of like the comedic, oh, like, oh, yeah, nothing really matters, um, yeah. was new to me. But it, but it was like really funny how they managed to incorporate all that into publicity. And like, man, Anna Ferris, she was really doing it. Like, like she really was like carrying comedy for a really long oh, time she in is kind of awesome movies. she's incredible in this movie i again i'm surprised she did not like end up doing way more stuff you know i feel like she definitely blew up for like a period but then she kind of like when the saturday night live women like the tina Fey's and the emmy pullers like they really started to rise up mm. it felt like she kind of like decrease because she didn't have those same connections so it's funny that this movie is like specifically keyed in on the haunted house movies that were coming out around this time because like the 90s was the slashers flicks and that's what it did in the year 2000 and it was like the next year it like already was so keen to like you know house on haunted hill and all these sorts of movies that had come out you know what i'm saying Mm, for sure and i think also just with the whole you know black people wouldn't go to a haunted house thing it's mm-hmm. just that whole element of like if you're gonna do a sequel like that would be like the next thing i would think to be touched and i know that people think it was rushed but i think it like a lot of the jokes just kind of hit i kind of want to talk about ray oh, okay yeah all right let's get into it <laughs> be- because because like that character is very weird like i never like yeah. i every time i watch it i'm like i don't really like i get that it's a joke like i know that they're making fun of him because he's like gay clearly but like he's you know like denying it but i also just find it very it's just such a weird it just feels thing. like it's pushing it too hard like the first movie felt like yeah they were pushing it but they, it there was at least the plausible deniability of like oh but you know the other characters don't get that he's being so flagrantly gay but like mm-hmm. here it's just like being pushed so hard like with the uh Ray fucked me tattoo thing like where it's right. just the joke of gay sex exists you know what I'm saying right. like yeah 
But also, I think, what, like, in the first one, if I remember, it was just kind of, like, a joke. In this one, they make him so rapey, though. Because it's, like, it's implying that, like, yeah. these dudes are getting drunk. That he's getting these guys drunk. Yeah, and that sex too, with them. Yeah. And then it's, and it's just, like, it's so weird. Because, like, even if they were just going to do the problematic, like, he's gay, but he isn't going to tell him. Like, they just keep, they just push his character to a really uncomfortable way. For the sake of, like, a cheap laugh. Like, exactly like it never feels like it adds anything to the story like it always just feels like a gotcha hmm. what, what, what what's an example you you think of when the ghost is going to like you know rape the tory spelling character oh w- the woman with the wednesday panties on when it's friday yeah 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 yeah. alex or whatever her name is like at yeah. first it's kind of like it's like a slowly thing and then, like, because she just ends up, like, being into it, it's like, oh, it's okay now. Because, and now she's the crazy one because she's so into him. But it's like, uh, because before she wakes up, he had his dick in her mouth. And I'm just like, what the? F-? Yeah, th- there's this general <laughs> idea of, like, I- and I talked about this in the other episodes where it's like, women being aggressively into sex is, like, funny in and of itself. And so it's like. <laughs> The fact that she still wants sex kind of skirts over it, kind of makes it, you know, funny in their eyes. You know what I'm saying? Fucking Tim Curry's in this movie. I almost forgot. Yes, he's Professor Oldman, and he's like a creepy professor. Yeah. (laughs) And he's, uh... He's talking about, like, oh, yes, th- these kids have had near-death experiences. And I'm like, N- near-death? They-, they fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> and just the way he's always just like, you should go to bed with her and, like, stroke oh, her. Uh, uh, <laughs> maybe you like, should oh. sleep together. Fucking <laughs> 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 like Nigel Thornberry hit ass. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my god, and it's so. <laughs> but I will say, like his part, because it's played so skeevy. I'm like, oh, I'm just like, oh, it's you. Especially because yeah. you know he was doing that whole like, you know, Frank and anti Frank and Frederick thing. He's like, I see, refuse exactly. To be sexy I think, ever yeah, again. that's what I think of when I see him yeah. in this movie. I purely think, you know, why he's here, <laughs> right? You know what's going on here. Yeah, fucking like, like Rocky right. Horror. You right? I, I just want to comment on how like. The Waynes brothers had their fingers on the pulse of, like, what music was fucking hot. You know, um, right. at the end of the movie, you had the fucking Ride uh, ride With Me, uh, that Nelly joined. Yes. And then they oh, were playing the so graduation fire. song. That song was fucking hot at that time. We I remember, remember that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let me sing the fucking song. I was like... <laughs> And, that is one of my favorite gags. And I just love the way that happens twice, like, later on in the movie, where, you know, they're, like, uh, the echoing uh, girl as she's walking down the corridor. She's like, what What do I do? What should I follow? Check the music room. Check the music room. It's like, I don't know what to do. Check the fucking music room. Check the fucking music room. <laughs> and, you know, again, the, the thing that I love about, you know, th- this sort of uh, parody movie is that it really does lay bare, like, the ridiculousness of, like, when you think about the agency of these characters from the other side of, like, the creepiness. Like, if there's mm-hmm. some ghost who wants you to know something, wouldn't they just fucking tell you? Would, wouldn't they not be all cryptic and weird and shit? Wouldn't they just be like, hey, I need you to go do this for me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> they wouldn't give you a fucking no. poem or some shit. They'd just be like, look, I, I need this to get done. Help me. <laughs> no, that's so true. Because I, I just watched um, Crimson Peak the other day. 
And mm-hmm. I was just like, man, if this ghost had just told this girl what the actual name of this place was, <laughs> this whole movie would have been 10 minutes long. Because she would have been like, oh, you live there? Okay. <laughs> exactly. But see, that's not, yeah, that doesn't look good to the audience. <laughs> exactly. No, but I, t- I think you're totally right. And I think all of the moments in this movie that are like, very much the Wayans, like, being very on top of everything, knowing... Like, that's why I feel like their movies were so much better than, like, those disaster movies that, like, tried mm-hmm. to, like, rip their style. Because it's like, they were trend... They were they knew the trends, and they know how to really play with them. Because you can tell that they watch those movies. They know what they're talking about. And, yeah. like, they, they, they were really good at, at infusing pop culture. Like, the entire time with the, bas- the basketball scene... The, the yeah, which was based scene, on like, that ad. <laughs> yes, I was just like, they they knew how to like make all of this work, and and those other movies just couldn't do that. Um, and that's that, why it that makes all the weird like, stuff so it, weird. Are, are people in the future gonna know what that's a reference to? <laughs> I mean, I was already too young to know what it was a reference to when I first saw it myself. <laughs> no, but I, I remember that ad ago. was everywhere though. So it was like one of those things where it's like you know they had to bring this in. Right. No, I was, and I was already, like, it had already aged for me by the time I really watched it, because I did not know what it was referencing to. Mm, But yeah. Yeah, but I think that, like, that's kind of the weird thing about a lot of these movies, is that they are very topical, but I think because horror is a genre that, that is very much, you go back to it, Mm. that I think that it, 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 it doesn't hinder the film as well, because even if you... Like, even people today know what The Exorcist is. Like, even if they've never seen every single Haunted House movie, they've probably seen at least one of them, or they know what it's about, or, like... They've absorbed by osmosis, like, the tropes and stuff. Exactly. And horror is really back in a big way now, so it's not even like any of this is, like, obscure. Yeah. No, I I, I do think it's, um... I do think it's funny how, like... You, like, when I was a kid, some of the references I didn't get, but I was still laughing because the scene yeah. itself was set up in a funny way, you know, mm-hmm. where you could still enjoy what was happening, kind of like Mel Brooks movies. Like, a lot exactly. of Mel Brooks movies, I hadn't seen what the original material was, but I still love Young Frankenstein, even though that was making fun of this very specific genre of movie that I wasn't even old enough to know about yet, you know what I mean? Right. Um... And so, like, yeah, if you can still... I remember someone saying that, like, the measure of a good parody is if you can not have seen the original and still laugh at what's happening because it's just that funny. Um, now, Absolutely. I do feel like the first movie kind of is more consistent with uh, the gags in so far as, like, you can reference these things and it's so clever in how it's presented you can enjoy it whether or not you know what it is versus mm-hmm. like i think they're better at doing that in the first movie than in the second movie because there mm-hmm. are moments sometimes where it's just like that is so heavily based on you knowing what that is like the only enjoyment mm-hmm. you can get is out of the fact that they referenced it and not that there was like a clever turn of phrase to it you know what i'm saying no i definitely think that the first scary movie is tighter it's a lot more yeah well thought out and this but i think the second movie is funnier like that's always been like my my thoughts on it like i i i laugh so much harder with the second movie because and i think partly is because it's so gross and i think it's <laughs> like it's <laughs> and it just has so many like in my in my mind like bigger like when cindy fights the cat like what even is that? You know, what I mean? it's like, yeah, yeah. What? 
they, they did that purely, purely just to have her say the line, my pussy's gone crazy. <laughs> like, you just fucking know. Like, that was just an immediate line where it's Basically, like, oh yeah, like, everyone's there's... gonna be saying this. <laughs> right? Like, they, they bring in, like, so much weird stuff, like, the Charlie's Angel thing, the, the dude where's my car. It just, it doesn't, most of it doesn't even make sense. Yeah, you're but right. it feels like they're there's throwing no everything reason. at the wall. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> yeah no i I remember the idea being that like this movie was the one where they were like uh, the studio was like hey we made a lot of money off of you guys making this movie that you made really quick Hmm, do it again and you know so they kind of like scrapped and did this movie and then by the time the third movie rolled around they were like okay we're kind of seeing that we're being kind of like treated like workhorses and they were out and in fact a a lot of the movies outside of the scary movies past three are only mm-hmm. written by two of the writers from uh, Scary Movie. It's not even the full team. Right. It's Aaron Seltzer and uh, some other guy. But it's like these two guys who are like the least funny guys. They were the guys who did the date movies and so on. And be- I yeah, know because yeah, yeah. there was a superhero movie that came out that was actually kind of funny. And I found mm-hmm. out that it wasn't written by them. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that that yeah, explains it. yeah, <laughs> anytime it's a bad one, it's the Aaron Seltzer and Friedman guy. And and they specifically try to say, oh, uh, from two of the six writers of Scary Movie. It's like, yeah, they, they have to say two of the six so that you know, uh, so that you won't think about the fact that it's not the funny ones. <laughs> right. They're just they're just like, oh, this is not written by the black people. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's like, yeah, and, you know, if you watch those movies down the line, you kind of see where uh, some of their input might have been in uh, some of these scary right. movies. <laughs> right. But you, know um, the funniest, but you know what the funniest part of it, though? It's, like, uh, one of the people that wrote Scary Movie 3, like, he's part of the team, he wrote Chernobyl. What? Yes. Wait, what? Yes. Chernobyl, the... <laughs> miniseries the hbo miniseries that won two enemies one of them for writing yes (laughs) the creator executive producer and writer of chernobyl is also the writer of scary movie three and four and superhero movie (laughs) and the hangover movie oh my goodness okay well wow never never let them say that you'll only be defined by your (laughs) (laughs) work Sky's the limit, and you know that you keep on, just keep on pressing on. <laughs> oh, goddamn. Wow. Yeah. No, the, the, the future is limitless. Uh, <laughs> I want to I move on to talk about the um, Chris Elliott's character and, and David Cross's character. First of all, I used to fucking love oh, David, David Cross. He was... Yes. Uh, I used to watch his specials on HBO, and he was always, like, this raunchy, like, asshole comedian, but mm-hmm. but in, like, the slickest, funniest way, and it's funny to see that, like, some of his, you know, mainstream roles are all about him being, like, you know, this soft boy, like, <laughs> pushover, right. you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's always these roles, like, uh, Arrested Development, you know, this movie, you know? Right. Whereas um, I really remember him the most. I, the first thing I ever saw him in was Toy Soldiers, and I just remember like you yes. put munitions chips in toys. 
Oh my god, I fucking love that movie. Ah, look, we're gonna get off track. That, that's a really big no, no, selling point for me. I wasn't expecting that to come up today. <laughs> I had someone else no. fucking toys and shit. That shit was my shit. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was kind of like the, you know, this is it. This is it, Disney. You know, this is outside of that. You know, <laughs> right? Um. Um. Okay. So David. Cr- so it's. So what I will say is that um. Through a lot of work that friends of mine have done, I have been, like, much more aware of, like, how ableist jokes work in things like this. Mm, Okay, yeah, let's talk about that, yeah. And it's, like, and it's, like, it's so, it's one of those things where it's, like, I definitely still think of the, like, my turn. Like, I definitely (laughs) still say that, and I definitely still, like... Like, that joke is still funny to me, but I yeah. also know that it's fucked the, up. The situation you know I mean? of that joke, yeah, yeah. The heightening of what's happening in that specific scenario is in and of itself funny, but it is in reference to, yeah, the idea of treating someone differently abled as being weird. Yeah. To the point where you would rather die than hold their hand, which I'm like, girl, okay, let's just, <laughs> let's just not. I was just watching a show that was, like, still had, like, weird fat jokes and still had a weird, like, wheelchair girl moment i'm like oh we're still doing this oh and it's just yeah weird it's a little hard to go like... back and watch what's that movie uh 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 the movie about the kids uh Go- the goonies with the yeah. chubby kid doing the trouble i was like, just like what the hell is this <laughs> why would you do this I... to a friend <laughs> right it's it's just it's so weird how how we still have, and it's like they're playing with those tropes. They didn't invent them. They didn't make that deformity yeah. is a thing. Thing happened, but it is one of those things where it's like, as an adult, I'm like, uh, uh, yikes. But did it make me laugh as a kid? Absolutely. Does it still make me laugh now? Even though I like, I'm like, I wouldn't re-gift that. I wouldn't retweet it. But I definitely <laughs> would chuckle to myself and be like, two thousand were a fucked up time. Yeah. 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 The the way I feel about it is that like whenever it's you know David Cross and Chris Elliott's character going at each other, it kind of feels a little bit more balanced when you think about it because it's like all right, here's two like disabled people like you know feuding amongst each other and running the numbers with each other, and like that kind of feels like it's on more fair ground as opposed to yeah, uh, just in general having a moment of oh I'd rather die than touch your weird hand. You know, like, that feels a little more, like, just mean instead of, like, allowing, you know, disabled people to also be in on the joke of the comedy. You know what I'm saying? Right. I would have loved, I think that it would have been a, I think that it's all kind of messy simply because they don't get to make jokes on the other people as much. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. I think it would have been great if they were, like, got to punk the other people more. Like, it's, like, I know that, um... Uh, Chris Elliott's character ends up being kind of like, you know, nefarious or whatever. But it would have just been fun if they had that same energy for the rest of the crew that they have to each other. Because they was, like, really coming for each other. And I was yeah. like, you could come for these other ones, you know? It was like, oh my god. When he's like, I'm gonna get up and walk away. I was like, damn, okay. Uh, <laughs> we're just, gonna, we're just gonna do all we're just gonna do that okay so i definitely i definitely it's one of those things where i'm like it's it's cringe it's a kind of like cringe 2000 zoomer because like it's just not spread out you know it it to me even though it would always be kind of problematic it would absolutely be funnier if they also got to be 
if the joke wasn't entirely on them. If they also got to like make be the people who gave the joke out to other people. Hmm. I, I mean, and and I guess it's kind of like messy how to treat it because. I don't know. I thought maybe there there was uh, some enjoyment in the later scene where, like, David Cross, you know, is racing the ghost in the wheelchair. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, 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 that doesn't that feel is, like, like it's at the expense of someone who's handicapped. It feels more just like just playing with the aesthetic, you know? No, and I don't want to, like, I don't want to be, like, a complete, you know, Debbie Downer on the entire thing. Because I do, <laughs> I do absolutely, like, see all the humor in it. It's just one of the things that I'm just more aware of now, but I do think that yeah. that scene is funny. I do think I do think there are ways to to do it and do it well. It just they don't often do it as well as they could, and it is just mm. sort of like because they do have that scene where like they're racing, and they do have the scene where like they can go toe to toe with each other. So it just would have been funnier to me if you want to keep all of that, have them also have moment like I like the moment where like um. Chris Elliott's character is fighting, and he realizes he can actually, like, kick ass. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, that's, like, a subversion of what you would think that he could do. I just wanted a little bit more of that throughout. But it is a comedy. You know what I mean? Like, Like, I I, I try to put things in its... I put it in its box of what it was doing when it was made. You know? Yeah. So, like, I get get what it was doing. Yeah. I, 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 I personally, like, I philosophize it as being, like, if it's done well and i know it's a subjective term but like if it's just like if it's not done in a way that feels just like egregious you know and it feels mm-hmm. like it's clever or whatever then it could be like all right all right you caught me off guard fuck you but okay <laughs> you know right. um but yeah it's when it becomes exhaustive when it's just feel like okay you're just beating up on people you know um yeah like i don't know like the scene of uh her the the one girl trying to get the keys from uh, David oh, Cross's character, yeah, that just kind of felt just like gross to me. And then with the whole punchline just being that he has cum stains on his face afterwards, oh, and they God. have the hypothermic, oh. it's just kind of like, yeah. uh, you get it. A lot of these jizz jokes fall very flat for me personally. Like the like, return of the jizz blast scene, and oh I guess God, it's supposed to be funny because it's blue now. Right, no, and like when, uh, when like Cindy has to give Buddy a hand job so that he doesn't die. <laughs> yeah. First of all, I felt I was worried about him. I'm like, are you sick? Like, why is it? Why does it look like that? But it's just like. <laughs> yeah. And he gives her like this hug, um, and you know she's like, oh my god, you've never been like you know so kind and gentle and tender with me. And you know she runs off, and you see behind her has a kill me first sign. <laughs> Yes, that was good. Like I love all of those bits. Like I, lo- I think like I love that. I love when um, when Cindy and Brenda meet and she's like, no, <laughs> like all right, let that bitch get die and then it could leave. <laughs> yes, that is probably one of the best. You like Cindy, this is guys and this is bones. Brenda, you want me from Callista Blackheart? <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. my god, <laughs> this is bones. <laughs> And, and again, it's, it's like, I just love it confronting that whole idea of like, yeah, what would a skeleton be able to do to you? <laughs> You're just like, this is bones! <laughs> that's, that's one of my favorite things. Like, and then when she's like, leaves her again, like, love you, girl, bye! <laughs> it would have just killed you if you would have just shut the fuck up! 
<laughs> is it a monster? What is it? I, I didn't even see her like looking at it just like what? <laughs> yeah. And just just the fact that it has like this low black dude's voice at the end of the scene when they uh when they put his uh, skeleton on his like yeah. pelvis and shit. I mean, yeah. He's <laughs> like, hey, somebody go catch ass with me when I get back. Right. Well, the little the little bit of uh, political humor where they're they're digging through something in the basement and you see like just a little sign that says like uh, Florida votes or something like that. Yes, yes, the missing votes. Oh man, it's so good. Like I think like I don't wanna, like again I feel bad because I'm like yeah I brought my stupid feminism and SJ stuff but I just the reason why. I bring it up is because like not because I think that it makes the movie not good because there is just so much good in the movie that like the the humor can see just is just not a great reflection of like what's really great about the the humor in the film like it really is like those like little <laughs> hidden you miss them jokes so, like all the ways they play with all these references like it really and just the casting choices too like Tim mm-hmm. Curry and like all those kind of things like it's just Everything Regina Hall does, like those things, just are like endlessly. Yeah, th- th- these are all actors like at their at their best in this movie. Right, for sure. I like. Uh, oh my god, I, I I forgot to bring up uh the the oldest brother from Malcolm in the Middle. Oh yes, Christopher, Ma- who I always thought was Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, me like, too. I'm always, always. <laughs> he looks so much like him, but yeah. Uh, I remember enjoying it so much in the in the show whenever he showed up, but and also like this was like the only other thing that I really remember him being in, and uh, oh my god, was that one scene where he goes like, uh, she says, uh, uh, you know, she's like, I'll go, the ghost wants me, and he says, Cindy, let me, and she says, no, I must go, and he says, no, I meant let me have your computer uh, if you die. <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah, so many great scenes, it's like just the fact that he's a. Uh, you know, representing this stereotypical guy at the time who's like, you know, trying to be uh, more gentle with with women, you know, trying yeah, to be like, more understanding. And like, he's yeah. just not able to do it at all. <laughs> no, and like, and then do you remember when like he gives her the book and it's like Harry Potter, but he's like... Uh, yeah, tra- Harry Potter and the, the Sorcerer is stoned or something like that. Yes. <laughs> um... What was that that one... tickled me a lot when I was a kid. What was that one joke they did that was kind of uh, like, uh, oh yeah, there's one joke like David Cross gets hit and you know knocked out or something like that, and they're like, oh my god, you know, uh, I'm never gonna be able to walk again. Oh no! And, and it was just like, you guys already did this joke and don't be a menace to South Central. Like, come on, <laughs> you know, remember with Crazy Legs. Right. Don't repeat yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, that that was the issue with this movie. Like, with all the movies that I've watched by them, and maybe it's because this is the only one that's, like, a sequel, like, I never really felt like they repeated themselves. And it really mm-hmm. does feel like that's happening here. And, you like, you can yeah. feel the, the time and constraints of budget that they kind of, uh, that yeah, they were kind of dealing with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and, and I think probably, that... Oh. I think that hurts some of the jokes. Like, some of the jokes where, like, maybe, hey, yeah, maybe that's kind of offensive, but, oh, it's so funny that you can kind of forgive it anyway. But there becomes a point where they lean on the offensiveness too much, and it just be kind of becomes just like, okay, dude, like, all right, I get it. Being gay is, like, you know, funny. Like, okay. Like, you know, when you right. just push on it, it feels like you're trying to just say something about them instead of just 
just trying to make a joke. You know what I'm saying? What's kind of hard about any parody movie is that you are often you often are forced to make things be for pop culture. You know what I mean? Like yeah, when you're in those rooms, people are like, you have to, oh, you, you need to get this, you need to get that, you need to get that, and so you end up with like a messy film. Like when I think about like the later scary movies, like Scary Movie Three. Besides being PG thirteen, so that already makes it weird. Is it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like instead of just focusing on like one topic, it becomes like seven different movies. Like yeah, they're least... doing like Eight Mile, they're doing Signs, they're doing fucking yeah. yeah. Yeah, at least with um, with like in the first one, like yeah, they had to like the shout out to like the the Matrix, but that was like one gag and... that like didn't take away from the the moment. And also, like I, I talked about it. Um when that gag shows up, it's in service of kind of the narrative of what's happening in the film. Like the joke of right. being, hey, the last girl all of a sudden becomes this badass. And so we're being hyperbolic about that by making it look like a Matrix sequence. Like, that's a fun joke, you know? Right. But and yeah. It's like, the, and it's the, an actual action scene moment. So it's like, oh, it makes sense to even like parody that in the moment. Whereas with this one, it's like all of a sudden it becomes Charlie's Angels and it's just like, but why do you yeah. even like... Why do you, what do you do? It doesn't even You're make sense. absolutely in... right. Yeah, w- what is happening here? <laughs> yeah. This is only being made for the sake of going, huh, remember Charlie's Angels just happened, so we gotta reference that, you know? Yeah. And it like, goes on for so long. It's for the pee gag. Yeah, it's for the yeah. pee gag. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, and it's like, uh, it, and I think those are the kind of things that, like, make the film kind of messy, because, mm-hmm. like, as we said before, like, there is, there are just so many, there's so much material to landmine, especially when you consider the whole joke that, like, black people wouldn't be in a haunted house. Like, there's plenty of stuff to, like, work around with the setting. And, like, again, like, the Bones thing was hilarious because it's like, yes, you're making fun of, like, the obviousness of it all. And, like, that's funny. Just, like, parodying a film that, like, doesn't connect with anything else doesn't really make it interesting you know mm-hmm. yeah there's just a lot more non sequiturs that make the movie just more scatological and random but i don't hate it like i don't think it's that much of a step down from the first movie but it definitely yeah. is a if you can watch one of the one or the other watch the first one that's how i feel yeah. like i still think that this one is real i still think this one is funny because i like also like watched it when i was a kid and I think mm. that the, but I definitely think that, like, there is a lot to enjoy in both of the first two. I just think that you can definitely see, like, it, the Scary Movie 2 is much broader in how it does everything, and that's to its own detriment. And it, and it, and it, and it, and it leaks into the rest of the franchise because it just becomes so unbelievably broad. It stops being about anything. A lot of these films are really are really the funniest when you're watching them with like your friends and you can like make all the references like i remember like there has been no time in like the last five years or 10 years actually that i've tried to watch scary movie 2 and i wasn't like talking with my friends the whole way through like i think rewatching it with you was like the first time i was like oh yeah i have to actually sit here and watch this movie i don't have anyone here to like to like joke about the references and when you don't have like that kind of like audience or like communal watching experience, you tend to like look at it and you're just kind of like, huh. Uh, thank you so much for uh, joining me for this episode. Thank you so much to Princess for joining me. 
Uh, definitely check out her social medias and stuff like that. Uh, you know, uh, if you want to check out the show, uh, there's my Patreon that you can donate to patreon.com slash, uh, review a new podcast, uh, or you can give to my Kofi, kofi.com slash, uh, 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 review a new podcast. You know what I'm saying? Uh, all those places where you can like donate and see episodes early, see every other episode uh, before it goes out live. Uh, and you know, you can join my, uh, rap critic Patreon if you want to, uh, uh, join the discord and stuff like that. You know, just all of the sorts of things you can do if you want to support your boy, uh, to keep this, uh, you know, whole reviewing ship going that we have going on over here. Um, but (laughs) (laughs) exactly. But, uh, yeah, is there anything you want to plug before we get up out of here? Um, I, uh, my YouTube channel, Melina Pendulum, is my username there. You can find me on Twitter at at Princess. Uh, week spelled W-E-E-K-E-S. And, uh, this is so much fun. Like, I honestly love talking about all these kind of things because there is so much nostalgia in it. And, like, uh, there, I, there's not a day that goes by I don't, like, quote at least something from this movie. <laughs> and and hey you know if you want to come back you know you, you can do that whenever uh as a matter of fact uh we have uh patreon uh requests or kofi requests that you guys can do you know check those out if you want to uh, get that going and we can uh review anything maybe outside of the wayne's brothers or a wayne's brothers movie that i hadn't looked at yet because uh it's not nostalgic for me so i didn't want to watch it um <laughs> but <laughs> hey it's my show i can do what i want <laughs> But uh, thank you guys for joining me. And uh, until next time, uh, this is the Review of New Podcast saying, if you want to go and get high with me, smoke an L in the back of the Benzino, what if I do with you? Hey, hey fuck